So, hey, guys, just wanted to give you the latest news about Bill Press. You probably know him, longtime progressive on CNN and all, at one point and with his own radio show. Well, he no longer does the progressive morning show, um, but that does not mean he's gone away. No way. I actually just read that, John. Um, no way he's gone out. away. <laughs> he has a great new podcast, <laughs> the Bill Press Pod. Ooh, it's got I think great. Actually, I think when you said no way, I was supposed to go way. Hey, uh, especially with the Chicago theme to this show. Um, <clears throat> the Bill Press Pod, it drops twice a week. Uh, that's, what, that's an industry term, drops, by the way. Drops. So check out the Bill Press Pod. Like for Cliff Bill- and me, where we actually drop the microphone twice a week. Yes, but, yeah. we drop lots of it. Uh, check out the Bill Press Pod for his Bill's interviews with some of the country's leading progressives, like Maxine Waters, Mark Pocan, probably pronounced that wrong, and Jamie Raskin, all roasting Donald Trump. Yes, on a spit like a pig okay uh plus his lively end of the week roundtable with three of washington's top political reporters commenting on the latest craziness from the white house yeah that's underselling it congress and the 2020 democratic (laughs) primary Uh, for years as you guys know bill press has been one of the leading progressive voices in the country we're glad he's still out there on the left and stronger than ever Uh, i encourage you to join me Yes, me, John, probably Rex when this is done, yep. uh, uh, in subscribing to Bill's new podcast. Just go wherever you get your podcast, search for the Bill Press pod, click okay. on subscribe, and there you are. You're in for there a true progressive experience on the Bill Press pod, a thrilling experience, yep. I might add. Seriously, yep. Bill Press is awesome. Uh, I, I've known him for a while. Great guy, great show. Check it out. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. You know, it's always a fascinating morning when I'm trying to get my show off the ground and we start a little bit uh, running late and, uh, you know, and I get and then I finally get it together and uh, we're we just it's almost as if there's too much news and not enough craziness uh, to go around in terms of what we've seen over the last, I would say, month you have a hey dance music all right um we're gonna have that dance music occasionally chicago it's just how life is these days the um the reality is is that when it when it comes to dealing with the trump administration um there's a a, sort of a, a i wouldn't say it's a constant refrain because it's uh it seems to come from different sources different um shifting attitudes and different uh how do i put this lightly i don't don't think they can decide between sabotage and just failure (laughs) that seems to be the the issue Mm -hmm. that is the uh, you know the oddest aspect of this is that when it comes to the trump administration there are those amongst um, the his crowd that are genuinely um, useless. They are they are they are completely ineffective. They are um, uh, to say moronical in in how they handle any kind of a problem. Just think, Jared Kushner. The issue that uh, the rest of the group there has. Uh, is that uh, they are actively trying to sabotage any sense of normalcy and intelligence uh, that would go, uh, I, I would suppose, um, and by the way, I, f- I figured out what our problem was sonically by the way. I just figured it out what it was, Johnny Million. 
Um, and Johnny Million will be joining us with, with us in just a moment. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I think he can. I just can't hear him right now for a second, but that's okay. Because I mean, it's best if I don't, honestly. Um, and uh, let's see. And I've got to go live on YouTube, and here we are. So there is a, a common sort of uh, experience that I think a lot of us have when we're watching um, – the, uh, the Trump administration try to dig themselves out of a hole. And good morning, everybody in the chat room. And thanks for joining me. And uh, hi, everybody there. We're going to try something experimental this hour. And I, that's, that's how I got myself into a, painted into a corner sonically, I think, was because we're trying to introduce a thing where the patrons, um, through a voice channel on our Discord, can be callers into the show. And we have control over that and the ability to let everybody hear that. So in the interim, uh, we will, you know, we'll be working on that um, as it goes. And if it's possible... That's for you guys. And hi and hello, everybody. And thank you guys for the super chats already. And somebody bought a T-shirt this morning. I was shocked. I can't. I get a little notification, which is a bit crazy, when when somebody buys merch. And I've never seen it go off. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen it go off. So that was uh, that was a beautiful thing to have happen. Um, when we get to, I see. There we go. Um. When, you know, when we get to um, when we got to the point where the Trump administration was basically driven out of the uh, the press room. Then they went straight out into the Rose Garden to start doing their task farce briefings. And then it, once the president uh, rec uh, recognized that perhaps it wasn't a smart move to uh, suggest <laughs> Um, that people um, inject Lysol or any kind of disinfectant into their lung tissue. Um, th then they hid for two days. And now the president has taken to doing these gatherings, which look like normal business. And that's the sound of, by the way, Johnny Million eating yogurt in the background that you're hearing. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. It's, it sounds like uh, it's kind of like old radio. Um, so that's right. You sound like horses, brave came Sir Robin. Yes, I'm here. Uh, I'm, uh, I don't have Johnny going to the, um, uh, to, to Chicago right now. So, um, that's, that was the switch off. I had to take him out of the loop so that we wouldn't hear the galloping horses. So yes, yeah, so I was listening to Johnny at that point. So in terms of this, um, we're going to, we're going to address some of what, has been going on in terms of uh, Chicago, like uh, the president's daily briefing morphing into basically a press gaggle in other forms. So he's got a press secretary going out there saying, I will never lie to you. And then immediately lying. Then he has, they arrange these, he was enjoying the, the, the venting of the task force briefings. That's really, I mean, this was his instead, basically we were hearing all the griping he does to his golf buddies. That's, that's effectively what the task force brief. Like I, I came to realize after streaming live, all these things that the, that, that the, the task force briefings were really strictly and only for the, the transference of Donald Trump's griping to his rich buddies onto the American people. And then when they took that away from him, he started, he needed another outlet, still can't go golfing. So they, uh, and by the way, the minute he can go golfing again, 
we're not going to hear any of these things. It, 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 you know, he'll, it depends on if he, you know, he'll only do that at rallies. But they, the shift was so obvious that when they went down to a plant in uh, Arizona to look at the N95 masks being worn this week, and he walked he did there, which the B-roll of that, if you feel, if you want to get down a YouTube hole for a couple minutes, look up Donald Trump B-roll. Mwah. And um, the B-roll of him walking around kind of just grabbing things that are supposedly sterile. Uh, I mean, he, it's nice to know he treats personal protective equipment like he does every other P in the world. So he um, and and there's literally a moment where he introduces he's introduced to a man wearing a mask and gloves working on the uh, making N95 masks. He walks up himself without masks or glove, picks one up out of the pile of what the man has just made in a sterile environment, relatively sterile anyways. It is is fondling it. The guy next to him uh, who's running the place is trying to show off. So he shows him the thing. And then they put it back in the bin with all the other sterile things. Trump has a lozenge in his mouth, which is really fascinating <laughs> during the whole thing. And the guy can't he tries to show him a piece of equipment that that Trump immediately breaks. He goes up and throws some switches and then the switches die. Um, and then he just stands there kind of arms crossed looking at the thing and the guy tries to put it back where it was. It's classic Trump, but they play everybody. There was so much noise. We got to take a break, but there was so much noise about the fact that they played live and let die during his visit. And uh, they played a couple of other songs too. It was a classic rock station. So they, it just was a timing of life that it happened to land on the clip that they were using. But it, they, because I, I think they played Tiny Dancer as well, which I thought was kind of because they're sewing, I guess, was the idea. There's some sort of uh, maybe it's a, a curated playlist with somebody with a good sense of irony. But they when Trump in uh, entered, they played Lee Greenwood's uh, and I'm proud to be an American. And on his way out, they played You Can't Get What You, you Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones, which are his intro and exit music even though he has received a cease and desist order from the Rolling Stones at his rallies. So, it, uh, I mean, it's almost, it seems quaint to be talking about, you know, mixing campaign and, and presidential events. But, you know, we've thrown that completely out the window because as we will return, um, the, the road to exonerating and, and reinstalling Mike Flynn has uh, been recently paved we'll be back right after this it's the house Marks radio program mega worldwide on wcpt radio chicago's progressive talk and uh we're live-ish which is a good time uh, aren't we johnny million i i think so yes Can it is me? i can't hear you <laughs> we'll be back Anybody quarantining with kids? I have friends who are. With libraries, schools, and bookstores closed, Literati has you covered with something truly unique. This subscription book club for kids was founded by two women, two amazing women, to make it easy to find interesting books delivered straight to your doorstep. That's awesome. No more scrolling online trying to find that perfect book for your child or give as a gift. Parents are running out of ideas in quarantine. Literati does all the work for you. Each Literati box contains five books based on a theme with exclusive original art and a personalized note to your child. 
These are going to Travis's nephews and my ex's newborn. If zero to 12, man, Literati knows at-home deliveries are so important in the weeks ahead to meet your need for attention-grabbing educational materials. Reading books as a family creates a sense of adventure and bonding. And with their curated selection, only keep your favorites, send back the rest for free. For a limited time, go to literati.com slash Stephanie. 25% off your first two orders. This is their best offer available anywhere. To get it, you have to go to literati.com slash Stephanie. 25% off your first two orders. Literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Let's, please, because uh, this has been the week. By the way, Johnny, I, I know you, like a lot of people, take a sequester from uh, dealing with the, the Trumpiness of, uh, of our lives. Yeah, These are the I, Trump. I step back and really everything, the only Trump I hear is either filtered through you or Trevor Noah. Right. And, and I think that's wise. I think a lot of people are, are now accepting their, um, you know, that is their, their only delivery system. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like, <laughs> it is. Hey, there I am on the YouTube. Yeah. Now you're up and running. Yeah. So um, everybody say hi to Johnny in the chat room. And thank you, Tom Lunzer and everybody who's joining us in there as well. The eyes you look got, really cool on this, don't they? Yeah. I, he's wearing his kiss creatures of the night uh, shirt. So, um, let me be abundantly clear with the Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn was going was. Oh, good Lord. Um, Mike Flynn there. was going to get a. Yes, we are. Oh, hi. Welcome back. Hi, yeah. Hi. Yeah. Everybody hears the air. It's the, it, that's the air. So um, when, um, you know, the story of Mike Flynn, I know a lot of people are flailing about what's happening with Mike Flynn and, and the judge, the jury is still out. No pun intended on whether or not the judge will uh allow him to um allow the doj to drop the charges against him because there there is there is precedent overall on let's say on a on a micro scale that if the mayor is being you know has an associate who is being investigated and in the investigation of that mayor um there is a uh there's a DA in town who realized that one of the cronies that belongs to, you know, that works with the mayor um, is the key to investigating the mayor. We know the mayor's dirty. His buddy, though, is the bag man. The DA is um, uh, is is sort of, you know, looking at the bag man, investigating him has definitely found criminality. The guy got pulled in for an interview. He lied. That's, you know the the baseline for what the DAA is looking at. Maybe I can't get the mayor, but I know for sure I got the bag man right now. So if I can't get the mayor that who's dirty, at least he doesn't have access to his bag man anymore. If that makes sense. Right? So um the DA's working on that. That's his primary function. And in doing that, uh the mayor decides well, I'm just going to replace the DA. <laughs> so he replaces the DA and has the DA go to the judge who's going after the bag man and trying that trial and says, you know what? We're not interested in here. Yes, does, sure. Does this, does this happen, generally speaking, with Democratic or Democrat administrations where if if breaking the rules 
is bad, you just work on either A, changing the rules, or B, changing the people who enforce the rules? Um, no. Um, you know, I mean, if you look at 1950s Chicago, maybe, mm, um, right. if you, you know, and, and I'm sure a bunch of people would argue, uh, you know, who want to whine about DNC, um, you know, internal politics in that regard. Um, perhaps, perhaps there's a possibility of that. Um, but I would say that, uh, in general, no. And especially in general, the people that you have running things. Now, the illusion that somehow runs in the crowd that still holds the guilt they have about uh, um, not voting for Hillary or being or actively campaigning against her will tell you that in some way uh, it was it is superior to have Donald Trump in office than her because of her emails, some random corruption. Uh, you know, this this I know this this theory that they like to run in. Um, on a personal level, I think that's, uh, what is commonly referred to as hogwash and hi, Julie Kohler, uh, just saying, uh, hi, uh, it's nice to see you in there. Um, some of our, um, you know, our, our fans mega worldwide are spread out all over the globe and, uh, they are, uh, it's, it's nice to see when some of them, uh, join and rejoin now. Um, so the, the thing about Mike Flynn, let me be abundantly clear. If Mike Flynn got any time, it was my in, it was my belief that he would have gotten um, a lower um, strike than, uh, say, Manafort or or Roger Stone, for example, who are civilians. The idea that the judge would have probably incorporated it depends because he was obviously looking at this stuff as material and treasonous, almost on a, on a level, uh, especially um, where in terms of him being an agent of a foreign government that was actively, you know, um, petitioning before the U.S. government. And that in and of itself, even if you throw out all the national security stuff, even if you throw out all the, the his alignment with Trump, that's why this stands alone in its regard, because you don't, as an incoming national security advisor, not disclose that you are an active lobbyist for a foreign government that is acting in a way, especially in terms of Syria and other places, in contradiction to U.S. policy, that it, it is an under-the-table manipulation of U.S. policy. And to have the NSA have access to all the information he has while acting as a foreign that is that is tantamount to spying or acting as a spy for Turkey because there's no way he's not passing on verbal information, at least in the eyes of the judge and other places. So um, this this is a, you know, on its own, in a bubble, aside from Trump, Flynn's charges beyond lying to the FBI and all that, the Farah violation was obvious and egregious and deserves some time. That said, that would be the only thing where the judge would act on this and say, I'm going to I'm going to add a ton of I'm going to add more time to you because that was specific to your job and specifically difficult in terms of, uh, you know, for him to stomach in terms of national security. And that's the job you were taking. That said, as, uh, you know, I was, you know, as he was sort of helping along the, you know, the prosecutors and talking, you know, and giving information and being, you know, at least during a time being cooperative, 
that might factor in. And ultimately, I'm thinking 30 days or 60 days might have been the most he ever served. And then he's going to roll right out, pretend it never happened, and be mm-hmm. on Fox News all the time and more than likely sell a pro-Trump book. Mm-hmm. There is no – this This is a mob jailing, effectively. You, this is, you know, this is you, you – uh, in, 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 in Goodfellas, this is where you go in and you don't snitch and then you walk out on the other side. So ultimately, right. even though he did tell, tell tales, there, you know, there's a, a good portion of this where he would have benefited long term. And he was and the president stuck by him so much, which I think speaks more about what he might have in, in terms of compromise or be related in compromise to the president at this rate. Um, we got to take a break. But my my kind of. My attitude on the Flynn thing, because a lot of people were brokenhearted about it this week, is that there is no surprise that Bob that Bob Barr, that William Barr is going to ask this of the judge. That's no surprise. William, How many B's in Barr? Yeah, uh, B-A-B-A-R, two B's, but not next to each other. <laughs> I thought that's row. what you meant. Um, yeah, um, that there was going to be a post-jail, post-incarceration, post-trial arrangement that benefits Mike Flynn ultimately as a right wing pundit, you know, he'll get a job at OAN or become a regular uh, contributor on Fox news or the like. But at this point he may end up being back in the, the administration. Trump is literally teasing the possibility of that. And I have to say I'm for it. Donald Trump, if you're listening, go for it. Please make the mistake of putting Mike Flynn back in your uh, administration during the campaign season when your approval rating is already at 54% negative. Please do that. Um, and welcome to the next round of, you know, of, of everybody else recognizing what, the, what a crook you are. That, uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the Housemark Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Now let's get back with Hellsparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So um, the, I guess the big question on everybody's mind, beyond all the craziness that's going on with the administration and, and all that, is, is it indeed safe to reopen the country? Is it, uh, the, is it the, the, the right time to pull back on these things and, and go, you know what? We don't need as much mitigation and uh, we can, we, it's, it, the timing is okay. We can slowly but surely reopen the country. We're ready for it. Everybody's, everybody's waiting to do it. Everybody's excited. The whole country, there's so much pent up, so pent up that uh, we have to open it. We, folks, folks, we have to open our country. We have to. And, so let me do let me do some for anybody who's on the fence. Let me do some quick math for you. Two and a half months ago, we had 15 cases. We shut down the country entirely. Everyone stayed home, full mitigation in every like major cities, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, New York, everybody's like staying home, ghost towns everywhere. 
People are ordering food. They're staying in. They're not having contact with their relatives. They're not having contact with their friends. Some of them, you know, when the lockdown happened, they were at their mistresses or their their lover's house and they had to work that part of it out. Like they, they were actually argue like weird, awkward conversations when travel was limited for people. And they're like, I have to go to my actual house, like stuff like I mean, they were starting to we, we shut the whole country down. We did everything we were supposed to do. We had 15 cases, 15 cases, which we didn't. We had 15 <laughs> known cases. Understand the difference. Was it one but person let me, coming in from China. We, we had one person, and they're basically fine. They were a little off. They felt a little wonky. They had to sit we down. They better. That's right. Yeah, they we you know they were just liquidated. So we had liquidated. 15. We had 15 known cases. Let's do it that way. We had 15 known cases. We shut the country down. Nothing like this has ever been seen before in the whole wide world. And even with that, we have 76,000 plus, or seven, beg your pardon, today, 78,000 dead plus. And, um, and one point, and, and that was with 15 cases to start with. So total mitigation, we went from 15 cases to 78,000 dead. We now have known we we now know that we have over 1.5 million cases and they want to eliminate mitigation so with total mitigation you went from 15 cases to 78,000 deaths what's the math on having 1.5 million cases and no mitigation I mean, wrap your head around the the mass insanity that that factor that extrapolation as far as the the death toll. And then on top of that, we find out that uh, there's a new report that the Secret Service has 11 active cases and 60 people who are in self-quarantine because of contact. Um, uh, after acknowledging in March, in March that one lone member of the U.S. Secret Service had contra- uh, contracted the novel coronavirus, Yahoo News now reports that the virus has been much more widespread through the agency. According to DHS documents that they uh, received a report on, the U.S. Secret Service are currently dealing with 11 active cases, meaning they know they have symptoms and are being treated for it. There's no uh, – I don't know that there's word on whether or not they are on – they're getting medical intervention or if they are simply ill from the effects. Um, and 23 members who have recovered um, and then tw- 60. So I, I would guess the 11 active are, are literally going through it currently. Um, 23 members who have recovered and 60 staffers who are currently in self quarantine after contact more than, you know, and we found out this week that uh, Trump's valet which, by the way, just the floating Come of the on. fact that you that you have a personal valet, um, which, by the way, this isn't the first time he's had a valet. He has and, uh, um, and the, you know, the presidents have valets. That's not weird. You, you, there's a reason why people are doing stuff for you, because the idea is that you would, you know, save your brain pan and, and you know, like and the time you're, you, know, you can't go fix your own sandwiches, you know, take a break. Like I'm going down to the kitchen. I'm going to have a walk. Like all that stuff that we do in the normal workday, the president can't do any of that stuff. So there we go. We throw in this uh, this idea uh, that somehow, um, and and I'm not quite sure how um, the, the you know 
the president's valet who supposedly wears a mask but doesn't wear a mask but right. brings the president in his meals but doesn't have any contact with him you know it, it, the president had this very weird thing when th- we had two cases specifically that very close to the president this week and one is i i'm stunned that everybody's shrugging this one off is is the vp's press secretary we'll get to that in a second but his own personal valet the man who's bringing him his meals walking up to him with a plate of food touching him there's talk about whether or not he's wearing a mask. No talk about whether he wears gloves when this happens or if he's, you know, since he tested positive. His, his personal valet, who is personal interaction, the president's response to this is he seems like a good man. And I don't know why he needs to interject the 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 apparent morality or character of the person in question, other than the fact that he's trying to in his own paranoid mind, he's like, I don't think he's trying to murder me with coronavirus. <laughs> because remember, there was a period where he was getting paranoid about, you know, Democrats, you know, maybe coughing on him on purpose. And then there, you know, because that was the joke around his office about them doing it, at, you know, spreading it outwardly. So they're always projecting. That said, um, he that guy's been uh, put in quarantine. He's being treated. There's no real uh, news on on the depth of that illness, like how, you know, and, and his medical privacy, that's not really important. You know, it's the contagion aspect of this disease is such that you don't have to be affected by it badly to give it to someone who can be affected by it badly. And that seems to be something that the president can't wrap his head around. And it turns out this week that the vice president's press secretary tested positive for it. And yeah, and she, uh, Katie, her name is her name, is married to Stephen Miller. She's the woman who m- recently married Stephen Miller in the president's uh, administ- you know, his advisor group. And Stephen Miller, of course, is the 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 Uber father, um, the Uberfur of the kids in cages policy of the zero tolerance idea, the idea that. Um, when we, you know, the Obama administration separated kids and parents, they put people separately. Yeah, that's when they were not when the per, when the parent or the person or the guardian who was with them was found with drugs or weapons or was in the process of trafficking other human beings for prostitution. Then the child would be separated from that being until they could be reunited with other family members. That re that you know the jailing of everybody. They had to be put in foster care, and they were tracked and taken care of, and they were acknowledged and known. We, I mean, let's not forget the this administration, which is saying it's the state's business to figure out masks and the state's business to you know work on this. It's not our problem. We're not a shipping clerk. Lost hundreds of children. We, I mean, we don't. And the amazing part about the Pizzagate crowd to somehow think that Hillary and Huma Abedin and members of the DNC are involved in human trafficking because children go missing it, you know, in the basement of a place that doesn't have a basement. Meanwhile, this administration, the president is friends with Jeffrey Epstein and hundreds of children have disappeared. And somehow that doesn't trigger their conspiracy alarm bells. And I, it is, it, that is the strict, the, the straight up Jim Jones nature of the followers of this president. <laughs> and, and Stephen Miller is one of the architects of that policy. He's making it 
zero tolerance, meaning that the crimes that used to cause uh, a, adult, and I won't even call it family separation because the point was you couldn't be sure that they were really the parent of the child. They were saying they were, but there was no documentation to prove it. So they would call it family separ- separation looking backwards. But at the time, that's not, they would go like, no, we've, we have an adult with a child. You, you rolled up on Jeffrey Dahmer. And in his care, he has a nude 15-year-old, um, I believe, uh, Indonesian or, or Thai young man with him um, who seems intoxicated. And uh, in retrospect, friends of Jeffrey Dahmer would call that, uh, if he has any, if there were any, family separation. And the, the police were separating families. When the rest of us would go, yeah, there's no way that guy was that guy's dad. <laughs> you know, like this is clearly a horrible situation. That's, you know, the, the Obama administration was dealing with those kind of situations. The the difference with what Stephen Miller wanted to put in place was it doesn't matter. The crime of crossing the border, even though you're seeking asylum and couldn't get in through a port and you feared for the safety of your child and you didn't want to wait and you figured once you got inside, you could t- you could use the system to remain inside and make your case that you deserve asylum. That in and of itself was an equal crime to trafficking guns, committing murder, sex trafficking, and having, you know, uh, illicit narcotics on your person when you were arrested. That was the same. That's their bar. Being an asylum seeker in dire straits, fearing starvation in the life of your child, trying to get across the border at a at a non, uh, you know, at an in, in between checkpoints was an equal crime to Stephen Miller at, at, you know, as bringing in uh, uh, eight metric tons of fentanyl, right? So they're, they're the same thing to Stephen Miller. And his wife, who chose to marry him during and after that policy, like it wasn't like she married him and then like, well, who is this monster? Like this, we're not talking about a Kellyanne Conway situation where, you know, you had two people or a or James Carville moment where you're like, I think we differ on what we talk about. Um, who who knew? Um, she knew. She bought into it. This is like the you know the 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 Winchester Mansion. Yeah, she bought a ticket for that madness. She totally did. We got to take a break, but understand like. And by the way, even with all that, I hope she recovers fine from COVID nineteen. Let me be abundantly. Uh, let me be abundantly clear. I wish no physical ill on anyone. I think people no. should live a long, healthy life in jail for those kind of things, but. Um, it's, it's, it's why I, I don't believe in the death penalty, not because there aren't people who probably deserve to be removed from the earth, but because if we ever need to ask them where the other bodies are buried, I'd rather them be alive to tell us. So, and, and, and in this case, there is no way she did not have unmasked, um, connect, um, uh, intimate, uh, contact with Stephen Miller, who is never wearing a mask and is always in the president's office. And so the panic about this, the the fact that they're like, I don't know, maybe, sort of. And then that that it's somehow a lack of talent or a moral failing on the part of the people who catch this is Trump's. And when we come back, a moment of levity where I uh, play for Johnny and I think maybe for the first time what uh, Trump called Pence's wife this week. Don't say anything. We'll be back. It's the Housemarks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Now, more than ever, we're all thinking about our hygiene. All okay? day long, all day strong. We're washing our hands and all sneezing into day. our eyes. 
That's right. But we are still taking a huge carry of virus with us everywhere. Our phone. Yeah. They're a vector for disease and we rarely clean them. I mean, the other day we tried wiping one down I and I was like, come on, girl, you know, we know what we need. This. We know exactly what we need. We are constantly touching our phones with our hands and even pressing them to our face, yes. which is a no no these days. It's time to take cleaning your phone seriously. That's right. The Clean Phone Pro sanitizer uses medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with your phone. That's right. It's better than wipes and safe for your device because you can't boil it, your Mm -hmm. phone, right? No, you can't. And the Clean Phone Pro gets every inch of your phone clean with the nine high-power UVC lights. Mm. Dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. Wow. You can be sanitizing other items while wirelessly charging your phone or just use the Clean Phone Pro as your go-to charging station at any time fully removable top means easier fit for more items and larger items so you know you can be sanitizing your, your behind oh depending on the size of your behind yeah maybe you're behind too maybe uh, maybe i don't know here's the deal you got to go to the cleanphone.com today and get one for just 89 dollars in free shipping when you use the code sexy liberal if you're serious about hygiene it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone go to the cleanphone.com and keep your phone true Truly clean. Remember, use the code SEXYLIBERAL for a two-day free shipping, <laughs> and we will ship immediately. That's right. That's thecleanphone.com. Thecleanphone.com. You're listening to House Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Well, yes, you are. Um, and by the way, we are not only on the radio. Um, we are uh, streaming at infotainmentwars.com. That's our YouTube channel, and it would be really great. It would be really, really great. Um, I'm just saying, if you would head over there and subscribe. Upcoming, um, we have a special uh, live sexy, <laughs> sexy liberal show. <laughs> is is a, uh, a sexy liberal show, and and I hear... And Johnny is singing Buttercup to himself. Johnny, why are you singing Buttercup to yourself? It won't get out of my head. Oh, it's stuck in your head? Why? Because at one point you said, I need you. That's that's what caused it? It's just like music Tourette's. That was the only trigger in the whole thing? It's the worst. Like when somebody says, next thing you know... I immediately say, oh, Jen's a millionaire. Kim folks and Jen move over there. And I can't stop. Right. It's a, it's, I think it's a latchkey kid, uh, affectation. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, it's like, we're all, we, you ever see the show dream on? You ever oh, yeah. see dream? Yeah. Brian Ben Ben. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in, in, on that show, he would always, whenever something would happen to him, it would play a clip of old television. From, Cause he grew up on it from the sixties. Yeah, that's that I, well. I, I think that's the reason why I'm, re- I relate to it so well. Um, all right, so give me one second while I'm trying to uh, get you some uh, audio, Johnny. And the the reality that I guess we all deal with with this is, as the president is literally saying, we need more. We need to open up for our country. Okay, folks, folks, we need to do it. We have to for our country. It's for our country. Our country. We for our country. We have to for our country, folks. Um. The, oh, when it gets all quiet, ah, oh, man, oh man, I don't punch, but I want to punch. Uh, no, don't, no punching. We don't, we do not punch. in any, in any way. No we do not, we no do punch. not, no, we do not. Um, we, <laughs> it's, I, I get, I understand the feeling. We don't do it. None whatsoever. 
Um, Not even Jerry Kushner. <laughs> well, uh, I guess are androids uh, separate from that? Is, it, is yes, there a Westworld? Can't count. There's a Westworld rule with, with right, Jared? Yeah, no. Exactly. No, until such time as, as Anthony Hopkins goes, I made him for your pleasure. Um, at some point... <laughs> <laughs> but until then, no. We we are okay, we are an, we are nonviolent, and we use uh, we keep our wits about us. Right. Understand? Do you understand, young man? I do. Are you sure? Are you so, certain? All right. I so no punching. <laughs> no punching. All right. You hear me? Yep. So um, I'm going to and I'm like to do this. I'm going to have to like uh, do some magic looping around in this. Um, uh, but the president in these weird little gatherings that he's been having has had a, I, I, a, a, they, they seem like his staff are strategizing them. They seem like the staff is putting them um, together, right, for, for him, um, where they're, you know, like, this will be great for him. We'll set this up, and, and this will be a great, all right on. We got a subscriber. Oh. Um, see, that's what, and look, all I had to do was ask. And then in the middle of the ask, uh, there you go. Um, and, and, and just start singing buttercup and throw off the whole, mm-hmm. that's my, my only attempt at a, my only attempt at a commercial somehow. Um, uh, so in this, um, the, the, you know, the, I think, I think, you know, they brought in, uh, Kelly McKinnon and Anthony and, <laughs> You, you know, McKinnon and 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 her and 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 in trying to do that, you know, and bringing her in, um, they have, I think this is working. Can you hear me all right, Johnny? You hear me? It's starting to get a little wobbly. Is it? Okay, that might be a loopy thing. We'll see um, in the process. But uh, I think they try to set these things up as cover for him. Uh, if you know what I mean, like they, they, all they intend to do, um, is manage on some well, uh, on some way, um, you know, to give him room to clean up. Now, I think that their insistence, at least, and I can't hear you right now, Johnny, you will in a second. I got you. Don't worry. Um, and unless I just sound terrible everywhere now, which is entirely possible. Um, but in the um, in putting these things together, I I, I think for uh, uh, for a large part they just intend to um, like put a um, like maybe some friendly press or none at all, right? That's that's the goal. Like they really think that that should be uh, enough. That there should be. Um, and by the way, oh, I, I did I turn off my monitor to you. Um, I don't know, Johnny Million. Uh, we'll we'll hear you in just a second. Give me one second. Can you check, um, check one too? You, you've been so cutting out like big gaps. In in doing that, <laughs> oh, I can hear you, Johnny. I see that everyone can hear you, but me. That's fine. So in uh, all right, uh, I'm I'm going to fix that. Actually, I think we are we got. Oh, we're almost at the break. So in in running through all this. Um, there is a, I think they create a, they're trying to create that bubble around him. They're trying to create a situation where he can't screw up again. He can't suggest or insist that anybody inject 
some sort of, uh, you know, cleaning fluid or, or, uh, you know, you know, what's really great is swallow a golf ball, you know, dipped in, uh, in Sudafed. If you can snort a golf ball, uh, call me. Um, but in the, you know, he insists on having these people come, you know, come back to him each time. They like, he, he insists on these folks, um, like, like bringing the press in and keeping them there. And repeatedly, he has, he has done things where even within the confines of this minor thing, like he plays the hits on all these gatherings. He says, you know, we had the greatest economy. And then they go, they said, you're going to have to shut it down. And you don't have to shut it down. Um, and then he, you know, goes through, we're going to get it back quickly. And that the third quarter is going to be a transition quarter. And that it was the best thing ever. And that we're going to rebuild it again. And we have to open quickly because pent up demand and people are upset. He goes through these six or seven, you know, repetition talking points. And then he goes off into, we just found out that Katie, who tested very positively for it now, got a very negative test, meaning she tested negative before and now she's tested positive um which he considers a negative and i know he's had an argument in the white house about that why do we call it testing positive if it's a bad thing (laughs) that honest to god that's part of the conversation he has with his staff somebody tested positive that means they don't have it good i want only positive people around me bring me everyone who's positive like it seems like he can't like wrap his head around that and in doing that, um, he he kind of, the way he's translated, he's, she was tested very negative. She she got a very negative response, um, but she seems like a decent, you know, she's a good person, and you know, and she's done great work. But I don't have any contact with him. He, and he goes, and that's the problem with testing, is that people test negative for a while, and then all of a sudden you get a positive test. That's the problem, which is. Uh, I mean, the reference I always use is the bug bladder beast of Troll, the ravenous bug, bug bladder beast of Troll in the, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which was so ravenous and so stupid that if, if you put a towel over your head and you couldn't see it, it thought, well, if you can't see it, it can't see you. And it suddenly became blind to you and ran away. That, that is literally how President Zaphod Beeblebrox right now is, is handling the intellect of the you know, Like that part is madness. We got to take a break. We'll be back. It's the Health Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCVD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Now with 100% more, Johnny Million. People walk out of me before, but not when I was being so charming. Video streaming at housefarms.com. Well, I don't care for you or for the people sludge you're trowling out. Damn, us faithful, pimpstick. True progressive talk. Might be a good time for you guys to give up. Well, uh, and so effectively, what happened is I murdered the stream. I, I managed somehow to murder the stream, and I. I'm proud of myself, and I think it's uh, it takes taste and breeding on my part to actually murder the stream during a live show, um, just with audio looping. Just that in and of itself was enough to yeah. freak everything out and cause a panic and all that kind of stuff. But you know, hey, if it, it wouldn't be my show if I didn't hamstring myself into uh, into craziness 
at some point. Um, and uh, Johnny Million is still with us. And I swear I'm going to play that clip for you in a minute. Um, if I if I ever am able to hear you on my end again, um, which I think I will be able to. I'm not too worried about that. I think there will be at some point hope and joy in the world. The uh, the reality, though, as we look at um, the sort of the Trump administration handling. Um, oh, look at that. I think I can hear you, Johnny. There you go. Hi. Hi. That's so much better. All right. So um, the the uh, all I had to do was uh, juggle chainsaws for like two minutes. Okay. And um, yeah. And everybody in the uh, on the website uh, uh, on YouTube, re- please reload your page and you'll be back. Uh, so, um, they seem, uh, they, they're like, I see your lips moving, but you're not saying anything. I'm like, Hey, welcome to the show. So, uh, see what I did there? Oh, it's good stuff. So, um, there is, and I, I'm fairly certain at this point that in, um, that this might be, and it's hard to say what, what, what would ultimately be the worst time to reopen the country. But this may actually be it. This, you know, this, you know, this may be um, the worst time we could possibly reopen the country because there has beyond the mitigation. This is my biggest uh, issue, I think. uh, And there and I have many. But the biggest issue I have currently with the uh, the Trump administration and how they've been dealing with this is not that. You can't present a uh, a path forward. You can't say we need to open up for summer in ways we need to you know work through the CDC guidelines about how you open places. You could temper places. There's an argument in um, that was on I think the New York Times today with like what places are safe. You know, like they're not opening gyms, but they are opening sit down restaurants with spacing. And you're like, well, gyms. Most people clean their you clean the, the the gear before and after you use it. There's a decent amount of social distancing. Obviously, if people are on treadmills and they're breathing heavily, I guess there's a little more ex, expectorating going on. But, you know, there's there's debates about that. And it's a worthwhile conversation to have. Gyms could reopen and only limit the people that are in there. You know, that that makes sense. You know, and or you'd have to make an appointment for a while. You're like, hey, I'm coming in. What's open? We've got 50 people coming in between one and two. You can come in at three to five, like that, that kind of thing might be a smart way to go. Um, Not unlike restaurant uh, reservations. The problem is by not slowing people's role in terms of their expectations of how, uh, how we should open and whether or not it's safe and, and where you should go, they basically just pulled this rubber band back as far as they possibly could and and they're letting go. So everybody, you know, at midnight last night, Nevada relaxed some of its uh, things and people were making everywhere, you know, Summer and I looked, people were making reservations to go out and and go, you know, eat, like making reservations. I'm going to go and eat at a restaurant. I can't wait, blah, blah, blah. Like they're rushing out because of this thing instead of going, okay, they're opening it up. I'm going to give it three days, clear out the suckers a little bit. Then I'll pick my poison, no pun intended, where I'm going. And and eventually, you know, we'll get to our version of the mitigated zone, right? Yeah. Um, 
but they're not. They're just going, people got to get out there. They got to get, we got to, we got to get out there. Charge effectively is what he's saying. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, and, and by, by not tempering people's expectations and by, you know, and not being careful about, uh, you know, when and where, um, you know, people should be going, uh, and, and whether or not you should pace yourself, Hey, we're going to ease up stuff. Please only let, like, we could have just literally, uh, said we have multiple tier, uh, tiers of, um, of essential worker in our town. What we're going to do is like groceries and, uh, and, you know, medical workers and EMTs and police officers and county workers and all the people like traffic cops and all that kind of, those are all essential. And those have always been in that space, right? Those folks uh, have been, you know, they've never been under quarantine. They've just had to self quarantine if they came in contact with someone or they got sick. The, The second round of people should be dictated by what are effectively secondary uh essential workers meaning um like restaurants and you know places that provide food that have servers in them where you know we'll go okay these folks but only a limited number like half your staff because if you fill it up with staff and you you know it's their exposure is going to be high um and i mean i it would depend on your environment so in vegas for example one of the things that would be secondary would be um, the technical people who run shows and run casinos and all those folks. So while we're not getting any kind of, uh, you know, while there's no gambling going on yet, there's a lot of stuff that has to be done before they can open that they're prepping for that's financial and all those kind of things. Those folks could be the second tier. And then if there's, if you don't have any new cases in that group, then you move on to the next tier of people until your town is open to the people who are like the, the you know, the people like myself who uh, are performers for, for the act of comedy, you know, that are not necessarily, we're emotionally essential, but we're not physically essential to the economic value of your town right now are the last to come online. And I think that's smart and I don't mind it. And I know I'm part of that realm and entertainment being what it is. Live entertainment is going to be one of the last things that comes back, but you should, mitigate those points. And if you did, if people had spoken about that the entire time, if the administration gone, look, it's going to be a tiered approach, but we got to get the country over. It's going to be a tiered approach, but we've got to get the country over. And if every time they said, we got to do it, we got to move, we got to get our economy going again, but we're going to do it in stages. If they'd just simply added that part to each step, you wouldn't have this pent up freak out level where people are a, I don't think showing, you know, the folks that are showing up on, on county courthouses would have been fewer in number, even though their numbers are very small anyways. And the people who are messing around in the, you know, making a reservation to go eat at a restaurant the first day that quarantine is lifted would have had a different mindset about it and would have and would approach it from a safer space. And But the problem is everybody is just, you know, it's like horses at the gate. And that's because of how the president has chosen to not manage expectations about how this happens. And it's uh, and, and thank you, uh, Prof, um, for 
uh, contributing to the 666 Fifth Avenue uh, number. Um, the This has to be a part of it. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Uh, this segment was brought to you by Richard McNeil. I'm not ashamed to say so. And, uh, and, uh, and the prof. Look at that. Uh, thanks for your support, guys. It's amazing. Um, and thanks, everybody, in the, that's uh, in the Super Chats today. It's, it's, it's heartwarming, quite frankly, to see it. It really, it's, it's lovely. And, um, and to all our patrons, uh, thank you for the dummy battery that is coming in a week that will solve also another camera issue. So awesome. Um, we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Wit. Yes, well, uh, it's time for some Johnny Million laser wit. I'm, I, it's Benny Loco in our chat insists on it. And uh, um, I only crashed the show twice during that break. So cool. I, I think since third time's the charm and we have 424 people watching in the chat alone just on youtube right that's now that's the problem you guys need to go <laughs> no that's a terrible <laughs> message we, what don't do that's not, not helpful the uh that's no the facilities to house do you. not listen to, that's ridiculous How are we feed all of you oh that's are you kidding loaves and fishes don't you, don't oh you realize the bar for being a messiah has been lowered so much just once Paula White was allowed on the White House gr- grounds, you know. Uh, and the Lord did step forward in wonderfulness. Um, for the record, um, so I'm sure you heard the um, uh, the Trump arousal moment. Uh, he actually reluctantly aroused. It was hard to get it aroused, and it is hard to get it aroused, but we got it aroused. Got it aroused. And um, uh, this, uh, just when I thought he couldn't top it, at the so what event do you think Mike Pence – oh, it's really staticky? Beg your pardon. Um, am I in general, or is it just – yeah. Oh, that's weird. I don't understand what that is. All right, we'll fix it. So um, in the uh, – I'm swapping mics again. Look at me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm becoming a preacher. That's, a, that's the only way it works. Chicago, is this a little better? Is it okay? Is it okay? Is it man- manageable? Is it, all right. So weird. All right. Um, beg your pardon. Uh, Johnny, can you say hi so they can hear you in? Hey, one, two, one, two. If Chicago likes him any better. This is, uh, I, I, it's, it's so weird. It All sounds right. like it did at the top of the show. Gotcha. Okay. Good to know. All right. We'll figure that out. So what I'm going to do is uh, shift to this guy. Um, and... and Give me one second to turn this other thing off. And there we go. So um, is this a little better? Can you hear me, Chicago? You all right? I didn't hear any change. Love. Oh, you didn't hear any change. That's so odd. All right. Maybe you will in a second, Johnny. Who can say? Oh, Maybe. I know why. Because you're not he- you're hearing a different source. So um, oh. I will fix that for you. So um, uh, wit and wisdom of, of Johnny Million in general um, is uh, in- invaluable in this day and age. The... The way the Trump administration, and I think it's probably better now, Johnny. Probably yep, yep. better now. See, see what that is. That's all right. That um, the president. Um, what What would you think is the most important um, event? Let's just say, besides Mike Pence carrying empty boxes. Um, <laughs> um, what What would you say is the most important? 
thing that I think you could invite, if you're the president, you could invite Mike Pence and his wife to. The most important thing? Yeah, like White House kind of generalized group gatherings. What would you I think? don't know, like a state dinner? No, like I'm thinking like Easter, Christmas. Oh, you know, I see. As the uber Christians that they are. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah, so the National Day of Prayer um, that, that Trump That's a big declared, one for them. That, that Trump declared, I do declare, the National Day of Prayer, um, that uh, Pence doesn't often bring his wife, especially with social distancing and whatnot. You would be very selective about where you would bring the, sure. you know, the, the people that you love with you, correct? Yes? Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm about to play a piece of audio that Johnny's uh, heard for the folks, at, uh, for the who's at home. And uh, good goalie, Miss Molly, this is the biggest screw up you can possibly have when Mrs. Pence is invited to an event. And I, and I, and for me, um, this is, here you go. We're honored to have with us today our amazing vice president, Mike Pence, and his wonderful wife, Carrot. That, uh, he called he called Mike Pence's wife Carrot, and, I, and as as a professional, who, does, who, who you know, a professional uh, sound engineer, clearly who uh, does his due diligence, I listened to it ninety times to make sure I wasn't just hearing what I wanted to hear. There is a hard, solid <laughs> T on the end of that carrot. It, like we're honored to have with us today our amazing vice president mike pence and his wonderful wife carrot i can't <laughs> tell you i fell over for a day and a half for that oh, and i uh, uh, but to but to do that to mike pence of all people like he it, they they opened it by the way mike pence and his wife came up on stage at the white house led the place in prayer then the president came out after the after uh, Pence and his wife had sat down with Melania, thanked her for two years of the best, which is working fantastically well. Um, and yeah, and uh, he and, and then he calls her carrot. I fell over, and that's why I want to tell people that not all the stuff that, you know, I know a lot of people get upset listening to Trump and I try to make it as palatable as I can during my regular daily streams on the YouTube channel. Um, when I'm not running, uh, by the way, after this is over and I go offline, I'm stripping the audio settings down to bare bones and rebuilding from scratch just so there are no grenades. Um, but in, uh, what the, well, and let's, you know what, we've got, Eight minutes left in the show. Let's let's grab. I, I'm going to try the callers to see if it crashes the show again to take a caller. But I think it's worth it. I, I we're hearing from people. I think we've got a couple people on the line. So let's let's make it happen. Um, who do we have there uh, waiting on the line, Devin? Oh, right on. Excellent. Hey, Robert. Hey, what's going on? Hang on a second. Alexa, shut up. All right, good. <laughs> Everybody's having audio one, issues uh, today. Yeah. Right. Uh, can you hear me now or no? I don't know. Can I can, me? yes, I indeed. You. Yep, you sound You're great. Beautiful. All yep. right. I'll make it real quick at the end of the show. I'll make a face. And um, and now that the, the coronavirus is actually inside the White House with his butler there and uh, who else has it and all that stuff like that, I'm thinking mm -hmm. Danny's going to take a long pause and say, you know what? 
that Boris Johnson in England got the corona, and now he's the most popular guy ever in England, you know? I'm thinking oh, so Trump's he's going gonna... to fake it. I think he's going to fake it. I think he's going to say for two weeks, I'll go away for two weeks, and then, you know, uh, I'll come back cured, and people will say how great he looks. I'll get a tan, you know, and then what I'll do, I'll have like a water bottle, and I'll put like Clorox on the outside of the water bottle, and I'll say, right, like you drink work, it and you know? a straw. Yeah, yes, he'll do with he'll does, do with a, like a he'll put water in a bottle and put a Clorox label on it and do kind of like yes. a Michael Anthony whiskey whiskey gag from Van Halen circa yes, 1983. Exactly. And yeah, like I have a handful of Tic Tacs selling you with the malaria drug, you know, saying, look, that's, you know, yeah, absolutely. Have you, uh, have you tried hydroxychloroquine? The orange ones are the best. They go down easy. Yes. The, um, only one can I, the only and it says my, my breath is never breath is better. better, you know, <laughs> right. Which uh, hey, that's not true. You she, know what? She it, stays it, completely with he'll milk, Yeah, he'll milk it for all the best he can, you know, out of it. He'll, he'll say. You know, they'll say, look, if you, you get it, you're going to be fine. And, then, See, you know, the he only... actually had the hardest. He actually had the hardest COVID. You know, he had the new and improved model. He had the, the COVID-19.5 yeah. GT. He had the mutation. Edition. Right. Yeah. So See, the, I, uh, the only flaw, Robert, that I have, the my, only flaw I have with your plan, the only flaw I find, yeah, the only flaw I have, uh, I find in your plan is that um, Trump believes, and this is why they don't wear masks around the White House. Trump believes that it makes you weak to wear a mask. And therefore, if he thinks that about having a mask, there is no way he's comfortable with spinning the disease. It, you know right. what I'm saying? No, but, you know, it's, yes, I agree with you. But he would spin it so bad so that he would make it. He would say something like this. He said, like, I was on a ventilator and my ventilator had a ventilator. It was that bad. Mm -hmm. You know, That's but, right. It was so like, strong. Everybody will get through it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll let someone else. I, I, yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. Thanks, Robert. Yeah, absolutely. Good talking to you. It was nice hearing you on Stephanie Miller's show when I was in uh, when I was on this week too. It was a pleasure hearing you. Thanks for calling in. Then, um, uh, who do we have next, Devin? We got a couple minutes. We can grab them. Oh, right on, Billy. Is it Billy Hutchins? Billy, are hey, you with well, us? How you doing? Yes, yes, sir. And you were magnificent on Stephanie once again. Thank you. I'm glad to do it. I did not. I did not want the weekend to go by without mentioning something about what happened in my neck of the woods out in Brunswick, Georgia, okay. with the Ahmed Arbery shooting. That yes, this has to be the one of the worst cover-ups in history. Every black person in America knows what what it means when you've got a pickup truck full of armed men in front of you, with the only things missing are the dogs and the um, Confederate battle flag hanging from the back. Right. Um, I have a, um, yeah. Yes, the, there is a, um, I mean, I, I, I have to say, there's a, a, a constant um, issue that I always have with news when I see it that comes from uh, other sources um, where you're, you know, we, we don't have a, um, like, where there's not a verified, uh, you know, backstory to it, none of that um that that part always worries me when they when you see a video posted halfway through and it and right. there was somebody saying at one point they were saying um uh that what what was it that that um they didn't see and I thought this is the best quote about the whole thing they didn't uh press charges because they finally saw the video um 
it, they pressed charges because they saw we saw the video and, and that the American people were paying attention because the way they addressed it in terms of uh, the, you know, the folks that were, um, you know, uh, it, it, the, the online push that comes. And this is this is the power of people gathering yeah. and, and, and recognizing that eyes are seeing this. That eyes uh, that the world is looking at them because they they do this stuff happens under the cover of night and the cover of darkness and and through the the shade of corruption all the time and to, and Hal, a piece of a piece of this story that is just now coming out from CNN was that uh, a reporter actually went back and looked at the police records and said the the only crime they could find in that neighborhood since January first was the theft of a gun from an un, from an unlocked truck. The unlocked truck right. belonged to McMichael. Oh, so he That's lost his own gun. In that area. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and by the way, um what what do you think the chances are we're going to find out that this dude is straw man like uh, straw selling guns um doing straw purchases of guns and selling them and he's claiming that they're stolen or missing or not registered or he just keeps them at home um i i feel like you're that we're gonna the 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 character of these gentlemen is going to get increasingly more disturbing the more we find out about them and the fact that the town fell in behind them as if i mean let's let's be abundantly clear you don't want uh people in your town hunting down actual guilty people that's why we have police and a functioning society much less shrugging off the idea that they would be allowed to do it like some like oh they must have uh, i mean where there's you know smoke from a barrel there's fire it's absurd and so i'm glad that they finally got uh, uh that charges were pressed that they uh are i don't think there's any question i think there will be a lot of attention on where this trial goes I, it, it worries me as another moment, but we're, we're at the end of the show. Um, I'll talk to you a bit more about this in the chat room at infotainmentwars.com, Billy, and I appreciate you bringing it up. Um, Johnny Million, I adore you. We'll find another audio way of getting you into the show that doesn't make my house explode. Yeah. Point, it'll probably be Zoom or some nonsense. I'm so scared. Uh, Devin, thanks for putting up with all the fallout. Uh, and, uh, and to Moto in our uh, Discord, we will make it work. Uh, uh, stick around for the post show or I will see you guys next week slash tomorrow. All right. Cheers.